0: welcome back to the spook sisters it is monday lucky december 13 13. my favorite number my name is fran and as always with me is my divine It was like dramatic pause it was a dramatic pause i love it how are you today i'm okay um Technical difficulties? I was just thinking it. We ran into some technical technical difficulties difficulties. right before doing all this and uh, put a little damp in our time, but... uh, Sure did a little put a damp in our time, but it's all right. It's all right. Nothing we can't handle and get over. It's just a little beep, 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 bump. That's right. That's right. So that's all we got working with. But yeah, today is the 13th of December. We are now halfway or oh, just about to be halfway through coming up. Any crazy, fun, fantastic DA plans? Well, actually, we've got plans. Oh, we have plans. So, yeah, we Sure do. it does.
1: But? Sure it does. But other than that, no. Working, Um, getting ready for the fat man to come into my home and eat my
0: food and you know, leave presents. Leave some presents. You think, you think Alfie is going to get anything good this year? No, he's going to get Krampus. Yeah. Cause he's been a bad boy.
1: Yeah, no. Krampus is going to visit my baby boy. He's been a bad cheese. Yeah. He, uh, he has been a bad mix. God, he's
0: been awful. Yeah. Well, better luck next year. <laughs>
1: You have that luck next year. Thank goodness you're getting a a warm bed to sleep in and food, okay? You know. And you, you know. go outside. That's all I've got for you right now. Could
0: be a little dumpster dog. <laughs> you <laughs> got it good, okay? You got it good. You real got good. it good.
1: You don't even know.
0: You don't even know. Don't even. Well, welcome back, everybody listening in. I hope everybody's enjoying their... Winter, time, what we'd call winter if you're in Florida. Anybody else listening, I bid you adieu to the snow. Yes,
1: if you are snowbound, definitely the 50, 40, 30 degree weather. Sometime 20 at night, depending on where you are. Even colder than that in some regions. Mm -hmm. We have it good. We are still able to get in our um, flip-flops and shorts.
0: (laughs) Yeah, basically. I mean, for y'all, I do not wear that. But... Yes, Uh, but no, I hope everybody is enjoying their time. If you have time off, enjoying your vacations, all good things. All good things. Uh, Because what I have for you today is none of good things. (laughs) (laughs) Never is. Um, But it's just to bring you to perspective. So today I have for you a story about the Green River Killer. I don't know if you are familiar or if you are unfamiliar. Green River Killer. It takes place in Washington State. Okay. And it was back in, I believe, the 80s, if I'm not mistaken. I'm just, I looked at this first date here and I just got side twisted, but we'll I get have into no it.
1: I no idea. I've never heard of it.
0: It was very big. Okay. Very, very big. Okay. I'm very surprised, actually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I really am. <laughs> My Rolodex doesn't have that bit of
0: information. Sorry. It's all right. So starting with, see, here we go with the so's again. So, 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 so jar. Yep. Put it in the so jar. The imaginary yeah, so, yeah, okay. so jar that we have so here rigid. on the table. Yes. All mm-hmm. All right. Born on February 18th, 1949 in Salt Lake City, Utah, Gary Ridgway had seemingly a happy and normal childhood, but then at age 15, he stabbed a young boy. What? Just it's 15 s- years old? Yeah, just to wow, see how stabbing young. worked. Yeah, that's,
1: that's young.
0: Yes. Yes, this is another one of those where I just kind of crunched it down instead of all the details from childhood, because it's a lot. I bet he had a wonderful (laughs) child. So,
1: so sarcastic.
0: Ridgway later told a psychologist that he was interested in stabbing because he was struggling with being sexually attracted to his own mother and wanted to kill her because of it. Okay. He also confessed that he had a bedwetting problem into his early teens, and that he had clear recollections of his mom washing his genitals after he wet the bed.
1: Okay.
0: Some experts think that this may have been a part of a larger pattern of inappropriate behavior on the part of Ridgway's mother. Mm. And while she was ultimately spared from Ridgway's killing spree, some believe that his crimes may have amounted to case of displaced matricide, if I said that right, and that he was unconsciously killing his mother over and over again.
1: Because all of them look alike,
0: correct? Uh, I don't think so. I don't even think so, but okay. No. Mother, maybe mother-like figures? Mm-hmm. But for a long time, Ridgway put up a normal front. After graduating high school at the age of 20 and serving in the U.S. Navy for two years, Ridgway decided to settle down in the Seattle area. Shortly thereafter, he got a job painting trucks, which he held about for three decades. Hmm. So, seemingly normal guy did yeah. normal things. Did had a pretty normal life on the out, like exterior of things. Does it was how old was he? Does it say? Mm, okay, he graduated. I... When he was twenty, and then he served for the navy for two years. He was twenty two, and then he settled. So, probably in his later twenties, about that time. Uh, Not long after Ridgway moved, he started having a couple of encounters with the law, during which he got arrested for allegedly choking a sex worker and for solicitation. As the years went on, his crimes escalated from there. It's widely believed that he first began his killing spree in 1982, starting with a 16-year-old girl who had run away from her foster home. Gary Ridgway often preyed on vulnerable runaways. He also targeted sex workers whom he picked up at truck stops and dive bars along Highway 99 outside of Seattle. After luring his victims into his car, he'd often gained their trust by showing them photos of his son, then engaged in sexual activity with them before strangling them to death, sometimes in the middle of intercourse. Okay, so he has a son? hmm he does.
1: Okay, and I was, while you were talking and while you were saying before how many of these women might have not looked like his mother, however, any type of sexual act probably reminded him. Of, did
0: he? Do, you, do we know if he killed his baby's mama? No. No. Okay. That didn't happen. Okay. No. Well, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, very normal on the out, like uh, like in his day to day life. This was like nobody knew about any of this. Oh, stuff. so
1: he had, so it was like he had the family, right? Nobody knew. I'm thinking of a loner. I, I I don't know why my brain just went to some guy that you know was in Seattle doing his due. Just Mm-mm. okay. New. <laughs> wow. Okay. So it's still he gets <laughs> a little bit thicker. Little
0: thicker. Add the roux.
1: Exactly. (laughs) A little bit more road plays.
0: The Seattle serial killer would then dump their bodies in wooded areas around the Green River, which led to his chilling nickname. Ridgway would also purposely contaminate the crime scenes with gum and cigarette butts, since he didn't smoke or chew gum to throw the authorities off. Um, oh, look at him go. Mm-hmm. I'll try and outsmart the caps. You know it. Occasionally, he would dump the body in one place, leave it for a time, then transport it to another location to create a false trail. At least two of his victims were transported as far away as Portland. Wow. I know. That's okay.
1: So, I mean, he had some time to... Get rid of the bodies. Mm -hmm. Wow.
0: Most definitely. By the end of his murder spree, he'd killed a confirmed 49 women. Holy shit. I know. know. Though he ended up confessing to uh, 71 total murders. What? Ridgway once said, I killed so many women, I have a hard time keeping them straight.
1: Wow. Oh, my God. 71 lives.
0: Yeah, that he had confessed to.
1: And 49, were they, he actually was confirmed. Confirmed, yeah.
0: 49 out of the 71 that he confessed to were confirmed. Unbelievable. When the bodies first started appearing, the King County Sheriff's Office formed the Green River Task Force, hoping to discover the person responsible, and they got help from an unlikely source.
1: (laughs) I wonder who this could be. (laughs) I'm waiting. The suspense is killing me.
0: Ted Bundy was one of the most infamous Not serial killers in American history and who was helped find Gary Ridgway. Good old Bundy. Two members of the Green River Task Force were Robert Keppel and Dave Reichert. The periodically, they periodically interviewed psychologists and criminologists hoping to gain insight into the motives behind the killer's movements. Eventually, in 1984, their interviews led them to the infamous Ted Bundy. according to Keppel Bundy actually volunteered himself to take a part in the investigation
1: narcissistic asshole
0: Keppel described receiving the shocking request from a detective of the Seattle Police Department it was a letter from a wannabe consultant and, most, and the most unlikely person I ever expected to be of assistance in the Green River murders. The letter came from a cell on death row in Florida. Mm. The sender was Theodore Robert Bundy. I was stunned.
1: It almost kind of reminds me of The Silence of the Lamb when Clarice goes and, you know, talks to Hannibal about um, Buffalo, Buffalo Bill. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Good stuff. By that point, Bundy had already in, been in prison for several years for murder, rape, burglary and necrophilia. Yep. And at the time he was awaiting his execution, yep. which would ultimately come in 1989.
1: Yep. Good old Bundy. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a, that's a, that's, 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 he's creep. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, there's no words to describe that person. I know. I've been saving him for a while yeah and i still i really feel that you should do him uh nah. uh it was probably gonna be a two parter yeah he's on my list, yeah, he's on my list that one right there he oh god that,
0: yeah, there's certain ones that i I'm just waiting on, and we'm probably gonna go into season two, <laughs> <laughs> season two of Spook, Spook sisters <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Having deplorable, but valuable first-hand experience with the same <laughs> I'm sorry. I know it I know when I... listen. <laughs> first-hand
1: experience. I know the guy. We're buds.
0: Mm. Listen. Having deplorable. But valuable first hand experience with the same kinds of killings that had been happening in the Green River area, Bundy proved to be an asset to the case. He became a regular interviewee of Keppel and Reichert and offered his unfiltered opinion on the psychology of the still active Seattle serial killer as well as his motivations and behavior. According to Reichert, Ted Bundy also shared several things in common with Gary Ridgway, especially in regard to the mindset. First off, there's no remorse. No. He doesn't have any feelings towards anybody, his family included. And that's what I saw in Bundy and what I saw in Ridgway. As Reichar explained in an interview with the New York Times, like Mr. Bundy, Mr. Ridgway craved attention and control and was prideful when discussing his killings. When detectives presented him with an unsolved murder to see if he would confess it, he told them, why if it isn't mine? <laughs>
1: oh, God. <laughs> oh, Okay. I'm sorry, Brian. No,
0: no, don't be sorry. (laughs) It's your honest reaction. It's my outburst. It's all right. Because I have pride in it, what I do. I don't want to take it from anybody else. During one interview session, Bundy reportedly suggested that he, that the uncaught Seattle serial killer was most likely revisiting his dump sites to perform necrophilia on the corpses he advised the investigators that if they found a fresh grave they should stake it out and wait for the killer to return
1: that just gave me chills when you when you said that he's
0: like yeah you know
1: dig up the fresh fresh grave can you imagine just this
0: actually being Absolutely. told to you no, I, I mean, okay. I'm the cop. You're Bundy, or I'm Bundy and you're the cop. Either or. Hey, just so you know, I understand this behavior completely. Uh, here's what they may do. Go ahead and check it out. I'll and, go with you. Yeah, you know, and little <laughs> little two Bundy's theories turned out to be absolutely correct. Un-
1: Unbelievable. And the
0: police were able to use them to collect samples and provide evidence for an arrest warrant. There you go. However, it took police until 2001 what? to finally arrest Gary Ridgway. Yeah, wait a minute.
1: Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, 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 wait. 15,
0: okay, he was in 49, all right. And then 82. It's like 19 years. <laughs> If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, it, it's, tw- it's, yeah, 19 years.
0: Yeah. Holy, holy fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, abs. Oh, girl. I was stunned. I was very much stunned. Ballsy. <laughs> yeah. Fucking ballsy. Yeah, fucking ballsy. Correct. As Brittany said. Sorry. Love not Brittany. sorry. We love her. Love her. Sorry we about We love it. her.
1: We love Brittany. Mm-hmm.
0: In 2001, <laughs> Gary Ridgway was arrested on suspicions of murdering four women, and his DNA was later linked to them.
1: Oh, look, the DNA comes out again because yes, it does. Cause technology, advanced. exactly. 82 uh, forensics. Um, they didn't have talk nothing. about the advancements. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely.
0: Forensics testing later revealed that the same spray paint Ridgway used at work during his crime spree was present at other crime scenes and added those murders to the list of charges. By that point, Ridgway had not only held a steady job for 30 years, but had also been married three times. His third wife, Judith Mawson, who didn't know about his crimes until after he was arrested, was absolutely stunned when she heard about this long history of rape, murder, and necrophilia. Wow! As Mawson put it, Ridgway was the perfect husband and had always treated her like a newlywed even after they'd been together for 17 years.
1: Wow. She had no idea. That's what I'm saying.
0: This man just looked normal, norm to norm. Just your average suburban guy in the oh 80s. Oh, my gosh.
1: Imagine. Oh, my God. I can't. That's why I don't like people.
0: Yeah. You just can't trust nobody. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm a serial killer. No, really, I'm a serial killer. Right. Right. <laughs> Right. And no. you just,
0: you know, people take that too lightly. And yeah, I, I know. Like Ridgeway later confessed that he had been tempted to kill Mawson and only passed because it might have increased his chances of getting caught. Still, he did claim that he truly loved Mawson. And according to the timeline of his known murders, his kill rate went down after they had gotten married. Mawson, who filed for divorce after his confessions, later said that she felt like she had saved lives by being his wife and making him happy. Well, not a lot of... He well, did save lives. But he still had the urge to kill yes, you. Yes. like that.
1: have sex <laughs> with dead people. It's,
0: that just blows me away. <laughs> I don't like it. No, I don't like neither. I don't like that at all. No. Oh. Mm-hmm. By the time of his trial, Gary Ridgway was facing 48 murder charges. In exchange for life imprisonment instead of the death penalty, the Seattle serial killer agreed to provide the locations of his victim's remains. After his cooperation, he was given 48 life sentences that would be served consecutively. Then... 10 years was added to each sentence for the crime of tampering with evidence. This would increase his overall prison term by 480 (laughs) additional years. Perfect. And in 2011, a 49th body was found that was linked to Ridgeway, which added yet another life sentence to his prison term. That's where he's going to stay. Oh. And rot. 480. uh, What? And prison is
1: hard.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: I mean, thank goodness I've never been to prison. But we watch some documentaries. We
0: know we do our research. We do our homework.
1: I'm sure do. Mm -mm. No way. No way. (laughs) I don't want to toilet talk. Nobody. I don't want to know. No.
0: We're gonna just let's not say we did. (laughs) Cool. Not
1: kiting. None of that.
0: No. When his trial was over, Gary Ridgway had confessed to more confirmed murders than any other serial killer in America at that point. Wow. And he claimed that murdering young women was his real career.
1: Well, you, you, you worked at it for quite some time there, yeah. asshole. Worked at it quite some time.
0: While the title of the most prolific serial killer in the United States has since been taken by Samuel Little, who killed up to 93 women between 1970 and 2005, there's no question that Ridgway remains one of the worst murderers in modern American history.
1: I would agree with that.
0: But unlike some other infamous serial killers, Gary Ridgway is still alive today. He is currently 72 years old and serving out his life sentences at the Washington State Penitentiary in Walla Walla, Washington. Walla Walla. Walla Walla Bang Bang. Walla Walla. walla. Ridgway is still, uh, I'm sorry, Ridgway is expected to spend the rest of his life behind bars.
1: He should be behind bars.
0: Yeah, for doing that, all of that. And all, that um, no, all that was unnecessary. All that was unnecessary. Listen, I'm over it. All right, that, that really ugh, irked my nerves. And then after you've
1: murdered them, not to say that their souls are still there, but they but the body is still and you're, I, if that's your thing, I, okay.
0: Listen. I can't even there's no support behind that whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that might be your thing, but that's not That's supported. why I was like I'm I just like, eh, Yeah. No, and and it's 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 sad more or less at the end of the day that somebody can be so crude and vile and just a monster, you know, and it's awful. Awful it's people awful. in this
1: world. That's why you got to be, true be to who very yeah.
0: wary about yes. the company that you keep and regardless of, you know, just when that little voice talks to you, you need to listen to that little voice
1: when it's going red alert, red right. alert, run, you get out you of here. You have this
0: feeling what's going on. It's telling you. Right. Don't ignore your, your no. intuition.
1: Thank you. Fran. Don't Thank ignore you.
0: your intuition and for any, any, anything.
1: Yeah. Because your intuition is going to tell you the truth all the time. When it's telling you to rob a store, that's not what we're talking about. (laughs) Not that. Not at all. (laughs) No. But when that intuition says, hey, you need to reevaluate the situation before you go further, or there's something off, there's something off. Mm -hmm.
0: I agree. So fully totally agree with you DA awareness awareness and to and to bring another aspect that and that is the end of my story you know to conclude that It was one. good.
1: No, I re- I enjoyed it. Uh it was a good one I'm going to as always think think resonate on
0: that on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, But to go off to something that isn't a story, but it is something that I want to bring some awareness to mm-hmm. that just kind of hits a little close to home. I did have a friend of mine pass away in the last week here. And, you know, if any, anybody listening is facing any type of domestic or any type of abuse or anything of that nature, don't be afraid to open up and Tell somebody or call somebody because that one call might just save your life. I couldn't agree with you more
1: you, you know. if you need to talk to somebody where you don't think that you can talk to somebody
0: you know that
1: you can always reach out. Yeah. I mean,
0: and we're even talking to all of you. You're talking to us. We are always open. Mm-hmm. You can always send always. us a message on Instagram. You can find us. You have our email on there. We are here and we are always And we're welcoming. Queer. Our, yes. Yeah, we're here. We're queer. queer. We're happy for yes. you. And we love you. Yes, we do. Thank we you for listening. Everybody. And that was,
1: yeah. So if remember, listen to your intuition and if you are in that type of relationship, let somebody know you need help. Just say something. Just say something. Mm-hmm. Which is, I know is easier said than done.
0: Trust and believe. Right. But don't hesitate. Don't hesitate to call. Even if it's an anonymous call, just do it for you, the sake of you. your yes, Peace of mind. Because your safety.
1: life is worth something. Your life is worth everything. It's everything. your life. It's priceless. Very good.
0: I couldn't agree with you more, DA. Well, I appreciate everybody listening as always join us next Wednesday for DA's woo, dark woo, history. Well, dark history,
1: history, fun things, fun facts, of fun facts, of the things. but definitely, yeah, always a little bit more on the, uh, maybe we shouldn't have done that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry about it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, As always, we are the The Spook Spook Sisters. Sisters.